With your host Connor Nolan, week one in the books. I love college football. Glad it's back. Glad we have it on every Saturday. Now NFL coming up. Got the Thursday night game on right now. Kansas City up fourteen seven. But just glad to have football back. End of summer, but you know, coming to the end of it, you know, you just got football for the next. What is it? Four or five months, which is the greatest feeling ever. Something to do every single weekend. But recapping week one, went four and two overall. Um, had the tough South Alabama play, lost three units there, bounced back on uh, Monday night with Duke. But uh, the first game was Utah State versus um, Iowa and in Iowa City, 24-point spread. Utah State ended up covering that, thank God. Just a slow-moving game overall. I mean, your typical Iowa um, offense, just slow. I mean, they had the new quarterback in from uh, Michigan, but he didn't make much of a difference. I mean, they, they went up early, but Utah State was able to slow them down. Iowa just does not have that type of offense to get it going, make it putting points on the board is just the same same old you're not you're not seeing nothing new there that's why i kind of liked it i mean they uh the offense quarter has a bonus if he hits 25 points per game we got 24 probably wanted that last one but we didn't but we ended up covering 24 14 was the final score utah state still looked like shit but iowa just could not score they had no offense whatsoever same old Next one was uh, Akron at Temple. Temple just couldn't get it going at first. Um, you know, EJ, Mourner, had a little trouble at first. I mean, he threw the ball almost 50, ta- 50 times, uh, 300 yards. But Akron got out early. DJ Irons, not a bad quarterback, actually. They, uh, they have a good offense. They stuck around. Um, Temple ended up winning by three. They uh, scored late, get the lead. Um, yeah, they held Akron to zero points in the second half and had uh, 14 points unanswered to win that game. Temple going against our uh, Rutgers faithful out there next week. A um, little blackout on a Sunday night. Don't know why they're doing it for this game, but what are you going to do? It's Rutgers. They don't do anything right. Next game, Washington against Boise State. Slow start for uh, Washington got me a little nervous, but then Penix turned it up. I mean that air, that air attack. They just could not stop. They did not have an answer for on the Boise side. Uh, Penix Jr. threw for 450 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and you know you're you're not winning a game, especially against something like that. Boise State's defense very down this year from last season. Um, you know they got. They got an interesting matchup coming up this week against UCF. They got them home. 
Gus Malzahn coming in. Um, you know, I kind of like Boise State in that one. I'm not going to cover that one, but it might be something I add to my card come Saturday. Uh, next game, Texas Tech traveled up to Laramie against Wyoming. Wyoming with the outright win here in overtime. I knew it was going to be a little tough for Texas Tech to go up there. I didn't think they were going to lose outright, but definitely eye-opening. I mean, when people get excited for Texas Tech every year, they just they just disappoint. They're like Rutgers almost, honestly. Uh, actually, nobody has high expectations for Rutgers, but they just always dis- end up disappointing. Uh, Texas Tech... They took the quick 17-point lead in the first quarter. That's when I was getting a little nervous. But uh, Wyoming jumped back, um, scored 10 in the second, um, and then 7 in the third. Texas Tech went on pretty much not scoring until the fourth quarter, put up three, which tied it to bring it into overtime. And then Wyoming ended up winning in overtime 35-33. I mean, just an ugly win for Texas Tech. We'll see how they bounce back. But, I mean, I just don't think they have high hopes. Although it is a sketchy line next week, Oregon coming off an absolute huge win. I mean, played Portland State, nothing crazy. But 81 points is still pretty impressive, if you ask me. And to come in to Lubbock at Texas Tech and only be six-point favorites, it's a little... A lot of sketchy lines this week, I must say. There's a lot of trap games out there. It's it's a little scary for week two, but uh, we'll dive into that. But next game was uh, South Alabama at Tulane. This is my three-unit one that uh, absolutely was a killer. Um, I mean, this one hurt. Um, South Alabama just did not have an answer for Pratt. Pratt just... 14 of 15 for almost 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, also ran for almost 40 yards. I mean, they did not have an answer on their end. Tulane got out to a quick 10-point lead. Uh, South Alabama followed up by a touchdown, but then another two scores for Tulane put them up 24 to 7. And, I mean, South Alabama just wasn't really in it. I mean, they came to within seven in the third quarter, then, you know, next drive. There was a touchdown, 48-yard pass. I mean, just a lot of big plays against them. You have a 47-yard, 47-yard, and a 48-yard uh, touchdown receptions. Three of those, like, you just you can't give up big plays like that. It's just terrible, especially when a guy's only thrown 15 times and he comes up with those kind of stats with those four touchdowns and 300 yards. Just very bad on South Alabama's side that did not cover the big play, which was a big loss for us, three units, but... Monday night, well, we'll get to Sunday real quick. Rutgers with the big win over Northwestern and the car washers. You know, the scandal, you know, the big lineman loved one uh, putting the freshman through. I don't know, I guess they called it the car wash. I didn't run through the shower. I don't even know why anybody finds that, like, funny. But strange over there. I guess that's what college kids do some these days. But uh, Rutgers with the 24-7 victory. Um Wimzat did not look impressive. I mean, he did have a lot of incompletions, but a lot of those were throwaway balls. I mean, I like to see him try to do more with his feet. He did have 33 yards rushing, not bad. But if he doesn't see something, maybe try scrambling, make something happen. But I do like to see him throw it away rather than throw any interceptions, not making any mistakes. He did not throw an interception, which was big. But he didn't look very impressive, I'll just say that. Also, Northwestern is just a depleted team at this point. 
only rushed for 12 yards. I mean, Rutgers D is very good. They'll actually keep them in games this year, which is exciting to see. But uh, the best game of the weekend was definitely Florida State LSU. Um, Jordan Travis, big game. Um, Jaden Daniels, not so bad. I mean, 350 yards, yeah, but it was a good game in the first half, and then Florida State ended up just pulling away. I mean, LSU only scored seven points in the second half, and that was in the fourth quarter. You know, they got to score 31-7 to in the second half. Florida State just took over, and this team's good. Uh, ACC is up. SEC is just down this year, I'm telling you. It's Bama and Georgia. Other than that, Bama is not even as strong as they usually are. It's pretty much just Georgia coming out of there. LSU's good. They'll definitely win games, but the SEC is down. Uh, final game on Monday night, Clemson traveled to Duke, and Clemson could not get going. They... Pretty much started off where they were last year. Club Nick, 200 yards, 43 pass attempts, 27 completions. Not not the best day. And, you know, rushing, 213 yards rushing, they were all over that. But Riley Leonard and Duke, I mean, they had 200 yards rushing themselves. Riley Leonard's a good quarterback. I like him. Not the best, not the strongest passer, but, hey, he's got legs. He's coming at you two different ways, very versatile. Um, very good to see. I mean, but Clemson just could not get it going. Uh, close game, 7-6 at halftime, but then Duke pretty much shut them out in the second half. Uh, outscored them by 22 in the second half, 22 nothing, and Duke came out with the victory. That was a win for us for one unit. So just finishing up week one, 4-2 and two on the plays, and uh, minus one unit overall. Brings us to five and five on the year. And it's two units overall. But hey, we got another week. We've got many more to come. And we'll be sure to do a lot better. I'm telling you, I'm feeling this week is definitely a little strange. Just seems like a lot of trap lines out there. A lot going back and forth. A lot of uncertainty out there. But uh, a lot of one unit plays for me this week. I don't have any big ones. I mean, the last one didn't fare too well anyway, so. But kicking off, 11 a.m., Vanderbilt traveling to Wake Forest, taking on the, taking on the Demon Deacons, uh, plus 10.5, the Deacon, or I'm sorry, the Commodores. Um, Deacons coming off a couple wins versus Hawaiian, Alabama, A&M. Uh, I'm sorry, Vanderbilt coming with a couple wins against Hawaiian, Alabama, A&M. Um, struggled a little bit with Hawaii when it wasn't even on the island, but I mean, hey, it wouldn't still a win. Uh, both teams faced off last year, Wake won by twenty, but they also had Sam Hartman as their quarterback, current quarterback for Notre Dame. Uh, sophomore Mitch Griffiths takes over. Um, it's pretty experienced at quarterback. Not many snaps or pass attempts in his college career, and now that uh, he'll be going up against some tougher opponents, he'll start to be. More of a struggle for him in this offense. Uh, you know, it's still Vanderbilt, I get that, but it's a Vanderbilt team that has experience, can beat other bad teams like themselves. Both defenses are pretty awful, ranked over 100 in total defense a season ago. But at least Vandy has quarterback uh, Swan returning this season, already started 2-0. Uh, you know, he's getting some confidence, getting some pass attempts. He's in the motion. You know, they're ready for this. They got two games in. Um mostly a game manager won't make a ton of mistakes but i think he'll be able to put some points up on the on this defense 
And I don't think Wake will be putting up 45 points again without Hartman, especially trying to cover a 10.5-point spread. Um, I think this number is just way overhyped. Uh, uh, Wake Forest just isn't the same team as they were last year. And last year, they they struggled as well. I mean, I think they were 8-5. and five. And that was with Hartman, and now they're going to come in as double-digit favorites against the Vanderbilt team that, you know, has experience, has two games in, and a lot of guys returned from last year. I don't think they're good or anything, but I don't think Wake Forest is 10 points better than them. So I'm going Commodores, 10.5 points, plus 10.5 for one unit. Next game, Notre Dame, travel NC State, plus 7.5. NC State is... uh, Notre Dame coming off two easy wins against Navy and Tennessee State. I think Tennessee State was the first um, FCS team they played in a very long time. I forget when the last date was. But you just don't see it very often. <clears throat> but coming off their first real test of the season against NC State um, and Brendan Armstrong, NC State did not look very impressive in the slightest last week against UConn. Uh, Looks like it's just another year of Brennan Armstrong as the entire offense, just like at Virginia. Uh, defense still looked all right, but they do lose a lot of key players from last year. That would help them against this high-powered Notre Dame offense. Uh, NC State does does bring back one of their key def- defensive ends, which will help out against Hartman in this run game, uh, putting some pressure on them, hopefully. Uh, it will be very difficult to keep up, though. Um, game is at 12 p.m. I think this would have been more of a crowd-driven hype game for NC State if it was at night. You know, ABC, almost like college game day there, but, you know, you're going up against Bama, Texas. There's a few good games this week, though. But this is 12 p.m. game. Not Now all the fans got to wake up early, get to a game by, uh, get into the game by 12. I mean, they're probably there at 9. They got to wake up early, like 7, 7.30 a.m., get the car packed. Tell the kids, you know, let's go. Pack their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Get drunk real early. So it just won't be as rowdy as a night game, which is may drive down the energy level and bring the pressure off Notre Dame a little bit. Um, Hartman has also faced this team the past two years. Has put up a lot of yardage against them, but also has thrown three interceptions in each game, so six altogether in those two games. But uh, this defense is worse than it was last year and the year before. And now Hartman actually has a better team behind him. Uh, running backs by committee. Notre Dame behind Estime will be able to open up the pass game for Hartman, which they did very well against Navy, that's for sure. I mean, Hartman barely had to do much because that run game was all over it. Uh, they could just utilize that just like they had been. You know, I, I don't see how NC State could even keep up. I don't even see NC State scoring a lot of offense on this. I mean, you literally just have Hartman. I mean, Armstrong, that's it. Um, You know, he's trying to rush, he's trying to throw, but, like, it's just, uh, you know, it's a one-man team right now, and they did not look impressive against UConn. This line is a little sketchy. I'm thinking it's just, you know, minus seven just because it's in NC State. Um, Yeah, I got to go with Notre Dame here. I'm buying that half point, making it Notre Dame minus seven for one unit. I, I... I can't stay away from it. Texas at Alabama. Uh, Alabama coming as minus seven favorites. Um, rematch of last season, Texas, but now traveling to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa 
take on this newly revamped Nick Saban Bama team. Uh, losing Bryce Young was obviously a downgrade, but we're still talking about Alabama here. Um, Texas did keep this a close one last year. Almost eked it out of victory, but very difficult against this Alabama team that just knows how to win big games. Uh, also, don't think Ewers will be the quarterback many are hoping. Um, I think he's going to have some rough ones this season. Playing in Tuscaloosa on a Saturday night uh, will be a big test for him. I mean, he probably, I don't know if he's seen a crowd like this. I mean, it's going to be raucous. It's going to be something he's probably never experienced. Um, you know, Big 12 football is definitely popular down south, but SEC football is even bigger especially in Alabama, they're going to be looking to make a statement game about Alabama because they do not want to look bad against this uh, Texas team that's going to be in the SEC soon for sure. But they, they're they definitely looking to make a statement, let them know what's coming. Um, also, Texas losing Bijan Robinson uh, will hurt now more than ever. Uh, won't be opening up the pass game as much uh, as they need it to against this Bama defense. Um Sarkeesian also returning, going against his old protege, uh, Nick Saban. I think he'll have his squad ready and keep it close for the beginning of this game. But as this game goes on, I just think the wear and tear against this Texas team is just going to bring them down. Uh, I think it'll be close for most of the game. But like I said, Bama to cover this line minus seven. I I like that. Um Stop talking about Alabama at home, prime time against an overhyped Texas team for this year with an overrated quarterback. I'm taking Bama all day, minus seven for one unit. Wisconsin traveling over to Pullman, Washington, taking off the Washington State. What are they, Cougars? I think they're Cougars. Well, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, both teams coming off easy wins in their openers. Wisconsin with their new transfer quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, should be improved at the position following Graham Mertz's exit. I mean, he was absolutely terrible. Mordecai uh, coming from SMU did have a little bit of a shaky season record-wise. Mordecai did put up some good numbers um, last year, 17 um, last year. But couldn't really beat the good teams. They lost to TCU, a number of other squads. I think Tulane, a few other ones. But they were definitely they thought they were going to have a better season uh, than what they showed, Mordecai. But, hey, Mordecai's in the Big Ten now. Definitely a lot better defense on his end. Offense not as good, but... Uh, they did lose to Washington. Oh, these two teams did play against each other last year. You know, some of them, some new faces. But uh, they lost to Washington State, 17-14 at home. Um, so they have seen each other. Washington State coming in very pass-happy. But also going against a tough defense, which they struggled against last year. Uh, but going into Pullman, and on a, apparently it's a Mike Leach commemoration night. Um I think the atmosphere is just going to be very energized. Uh, and this will be a good game, just like last year. Uh, Ward's returning for uh, Washington State. Don't run it much, a lot of passing. So if Wisconsin, this is this is a little bit of a sketchy line because if Wisconsin is just able to shut them down, I think Wisconsin could get some points on them. Um, but I do like Washington State just to cover this plus six because I think they'll keep up with them, but I also think they could actually stop Wisconsin. Wisconsin did not look as strong last uh, week. Um, last week against Buffalo, has a slow start. I mean, it was 14-10 to 10 at halftime, but 
Then uh, Wisconsin turned it up in the second half. Uh, Mordecai, I mean, not very impressive. Didn't even throw for 200 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So he had a tough day um, against a Buffalo team. So I don't, I, I don't really see them putting up a lot of points against Washington State. I mean, they did run for over 300 yards against Buffalo. We'll see how Washington State does against that. I mean, last week against Colorado State, uh, they held Colorado State to 37 yards rushing. But Colorado State obviously won't have as good of a line or running backs as Wisconsin. But it'll be interesting to see. I, 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 I'm going to take Washington State here, though. I think six points in Pullman on a night commemorating Mike Leach. I don't think he gets more pumped up than that. I, I can't see them coming in and pulling, beating them by uh, more than six. So give me Washington State plus six for one unit. Next game, UCLA traveling, doing the short travel down to uh, San Diego. I think it's like a two-hour ride. Been there before, real nice. But uh, taking on San Diego State, 2-0 Aztecs, coming off wins against Ohio and Idaho State. Uh, had quite the run in the Idaho State as this one remained close for most of the game. Uh, if it wasn't for San Diego State's rushing for over 300 yards, they may have been able to... They may have been in some trouble in that one. Uh, they also gave up a lot of pass in the passing game. Uh, I'm not high on either team this year as UCLA is still trying to find out who their number one quarterback is between uh, Garbers and Moore. Uh, both split time last week against Coastal. And it was a close game um, up until the end. Uh, Moore came in in the fourth quarter, t- took over, uh, and scored, uh, I think, 13 points in the fourth quarter, which put him over the edge and got him the win. Um, it's interesting to see which uh, who Chip Kelly put out there. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina is a good team. They still have McGraw there. Um, you know, to beat them two scores is uh, still pretty impressive, I think, for UCLA. It was definitely a good win. Uh, but I'm very down on the San Diego State team this season. Uh, they can limit the run, as they usually do, and somehow um, the pass. Then they'll keep it close, San Diego State does, that they limit UCLA. Uh, but however, giving up over 300 yards passing against a Idaho State team isn't a very good look. Even with UCLA's question marks at quarterback, I think they'll. I th- still think they could cover this 14-point spread. Um, it's Chip Kelly's offense. Still able to put up points. Uh, and San Diego State's offense being heavily reliant on the run game. And this veteran defense front seven, it'll be a tough test for the Aztecs. Uh, Maiden will keep things interesting. Quarterback for San Diego State uh, with a run and pass threat. But again, going against arguably the best conference, you know, the Pac-12, uh, I just think it's tough for them. And especially the Mountain West, I'm so down on this year. I think they're absolutely terrible. Um, I'm going UCLA here. Uh, minus 14 for one unit. Uh, just to recap, so we have Vanderbilt plus 10.5, Notre Dame buying that half point, making minus 7, Bama minus 7, Washington State plus 6, um, UCLA minus 14. Um, just talk about a couple other games, which, you know, the Nebraska Colorado game, I mean, how is that line? Colorado minus three after what they did against TCU at TCU and what Nebraska showed against Minnesota. I mean, it just stinks to high heaven. I mean, everybody's going to, and their mother's going to be on Colorado. 
that line I'm staying away from. I'd love to see Colorado, you know, absolutely kill them. I mean, they looked very good. I don't think TCU is definitely the team they were last year. Obviously not, but still pretty impressive coming in as 21-point dogs, getting the outright win away from home. Definitely uh, definitely shows the uh, country they mean business. But that three-point line against Nebraska is very, very, very sketchy. Um couple other ones, Ole Miss at Tulane. That should be a good one. I mean, Tulane coming off a very good win against uh, South Alabama. Looked very impressive. I think they might even win this game, honestly. I mean, I might actually add that to my card. We'll see. Doing a little more research on it. Texas A&M traveling Miami. Chris Ball maybe trying to get a uh, revenge match here. I mean, when both these teams faced off last year, it was disgusting. They both sucked. Um, Absolute awful game. Van Dyke's not bad for Miami, but honestly, I don't trust either team. I, that's why I can't even take this game, just because I don't, I don't trust either quarterback. Um, Van Dyke, I don't know. Like, I like him, but then he just has these moments where he's just absolute trash. Texas A&M has a little bit of an inexperienced quarterback. Still hasn't thrown an interception, but a little inexperienced. Definitely uh, shaky with his throws, but we'll see. Um Oregon, Texas Tech, I think we touched on that. Oregon just coming in as six-point favorites at Texas Tech after Texas Tech just came off that loss against Wyoming. Um, Just think that's small. UCF at Boise State, only three-point favorites. But I kind of like Boise State here. I'm not big, obviously, on Mountain West, but I do think Boise State is the best team in the Mountain West. And I think UCF is a little overrated. Plumlee's not a bad quarterback, but dude just likes to scramble way too much. I think Boise State can make a good adjustment. Rutgers, the big blackout Saturday night. Make sure you wear black, people, for Temple. Don't know why it's that. But, hey, Rutgers should win this game. I mean, they're going to probably have some trouble. I don't know if they'll cover that eight-and-a-half-point spread. EJ Manuel could swing it, um, but he's going against a tough defense. I mean, I think Rutgers could stop them. It's not like Temple's going to really stop much. On their defensive side, they could barely stop Akron. So, I mean, we'll see what uh, Wimzad does, if he could do, play better, but we'll see. And Stanford, USC, maybe Auburn, California. That one's a little interesting I could get into, but we could touch on that Saturday. But tune into the Twitter picks for the official plays at CMEDS11. Uh, coming out Saturday morning before the 12 o'clock games. I'll do the rest of the day. Maybe I'll add some on. We'll see. But uh, hit the subscribe button. Unsubscribe, subscribe again. It's all very much appreciated. Leave the comments in the Twitter. I'll read them. Didn't get any this weekend, sadly. But would like to like to have some read on the show, react to them. It's all, uh, it's all fun and games. But uh, thanks for tuning in. See you next week, everybody. Let's have a good week.